This is Culture Tuesday for today, February 7th. Today we are going to be looking out and around at a certain film that came out in 2016. I have with me Father Toby Lee's priest director for Radio Maria. Hello, Father Toby. Hi, Helena, and very good morning to all our listeners. Good to be with you. Father Toby, Father Toby, before we get in to speaking about this film, which I thought would be a good, appropriate discussion for this week, especially since we've just celebrated the feast day of St. Pete and the other companions from Japan. St. Paul, uh, Paul Miki. St. Paul, companions. who is St. Pete? I don't know. Maybe one of the companions was paid. No, no, but St. Paul Miki. Can we start with a prayer, uh, just so that we can... That's always the best way to start off. <laughs> so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of the the glorious witness of your martyrs, the ones who give their lives to you completely, who die for the sake of love for you and show us the the way, the truth, and the, and the light following in the path of your Son. We ask that you might inspire us to say yes to all the little crosses that you present in our lives so that we might say yes to you more fully and give witness to you with all that we do. And we ask this through the intercession of St. Paul Miki and companions and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Listeners, the film is Silence that we're talking about today. It's an epic historical drama. It's directed by one of my favourite directors, Martin Scorsese, and it's based off of the 1966 novel of the same name, Silence, by Shosuku Endu. The film stars Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, oh, one of my favourites, Liam Neeson, as well as, oh, and sorry if I mispronounce his name, Tadanobu Asano, and also... Kieran Hines. The plot follows two 17th century Jesuit priests who travel from Portugal over to Japan and they locate their missing mentor and they start to spread Catholic Christianity. Now there's already seeds planted from past missionaries there. So they find those that are still worshiping, still following their faith, but in secret. Now, the story is set in a very, it is a time where it's very, very, very common for the faiths, uh, for, for Japanese people to be persecuted and are being suppressed for their Christianity in Japan. Um, uh, there was a Shimabara rebellion in the 1630s and, and as we know, uh, Saint Father Paul and his companions were martyred as well. Now, Father Toby has read both the book and seen both the film. I've only seen the film. F uh, let's start with that. How are they? Are they? Do they? Do they pay homage to each other? Does it work? Yeah. Well, I think I first I first read the read the book um, because I saw the sort of the tagline attached to it, which called it the uh, the the Jap it called Shisako Endo the the Japanese Graham Green and described uh this book as being the sort of the japanese equivalent of of the power of the power and the glory and the power and the glory is a uh, uh 
an, an amazing uh, novel. I think one of the the two um, to sort of make me cry whilst reading it, and that's set in Mexico um, at the time when Catholicism was illegal and priests were being sort of hunted down and and killed. And it and it follows a a, a man called the, the Whiskey Priest. He's a he's an an alcoholic, a not particularly good priest, um, and yet he sort of retains a fidelity to to his to his mission even though it's sort of begrudging sometimes and then in a in a very sort of christ-like act he ends up willingly going to his going to his martyrdom and it's incredibly moving and so then i uh loved this book had the japanese equivalent and started reading it and the whole time I'm expecting the heroic act of martyrdom at the end and for uh, for the characters to the Jesuit priests to, to come good. And they and they don't. Um, and uh, and in the end, uh, he the the main character ends up apostatizing. And I was really disappointed. And for that reason, I think initially I thought it wasn't a particularly good book and it took me it took me a while to realize that there's a difference between the book being good and me liking how the book goes and what the book does so well and again what i think the the film does very well is get into the the psychological headspace to give somebody uh, an example of what it might be like to to be submitted to both physical and psychological torture and how we might make a decision different to the the decision that we would want to make absent that torture and so i think christians have to be sort of careful in their analysis of the of the film and of the of of the book of saying oh these aren't this isn't a good film this isn't a good book because they don't like the ending um i think that i think they are very good books and and very, it is a very good book and a very good film um and it and it wards us off i think from complacency about you know automatically assuming that i would be um a hero in in the situation and and easily go to martyrdom but it also asks some very profound questions about what to do when uh when your actions have repercussions on on others so i think that it's a really interesting book and film oh let's talk about these actions that have repercussions on others and this is uh, a big thing that folks talk about is so ladies and gentlemen the priests are captured uh andrew garfield's priest is captured and he he's willing to give his life he's tortured it's gruesome and what happens is the emperor, the Japanese emperor, has him and wants him to just step, just step on the face of Jesus. Just step on the face of Jesus and you will live. Now, now, the priest is like, oh, no, 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 I will never give up my faith. No, 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 you can kill me, torture me, yada, yada. Now, the emperor is, is keen, he's smart, he understands that that's not going to win over the country. So what he has is he has the village people that this priest has gotten to know, has shared and broken bread with, has seen these people continue their faith, continue to celebrate, continue to pray without any priest being there. These 
lay people are brought before him and the emperor says, step on the face of Jesus or these people will die. Oh, Father Toby, that is the conundrum. What? I'm not going to tell. Should, I, should we tell the listeners what happens? Or I not... think I already have. <laughs> You're right. So he chooses to step. He chooses to step. What are we to think about this? Like, ah, he made the right decision. It, it, it's it's not his life to, to, to give other people's lives away to, to kill. And maybe he's doing the greater good by doing this. Yeah, well, it it, it gets into some interesting, um, you know, moral quandaries and and the sort of the reaction that you that you give to 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 this about what the right thing to do I think says interesting things about the way that you conceive of of morality um, and the the way that you sort of conceive of of the following of of Christ and what the purpose of it is so. The attitude that would say, "Oh, you know, he should step on the face of Christ in order to to save the the lives of of the villagers," it sort of I think it, it shows sort of two two things. The first is a a certain valuing of uh, of this earthly life um, more than our uh, than our than our eternal life, but also what we might call sort of consequentialist uh ethics um that sounds like a complicated word it's, it it's not it so much <laughs> it just means that whereby we start to think that the right and wrong action is determined by the consequences of that action um so the action is good if it saves the lives of lots of people the action is bad if it leads to the death of lots of people and so on a consequentialist ethics um rodriguez the the he he should simply step on the face of christ and thereby he saves the the lives of all those who would otherwise die through no fault of their own but that's not the christian view of ethics um the christian view of ethics is is much simpler um, and actually much more sort of liberating um, because Christianity is able to, to, to look at an action and to see and to analyze it in three different ways. Is the action itself a good thing or a bad thing? What is the intention of the person doing it? And what are the, what are the, the circumstances surrounding it? And so under sort of properly like Christian analysis of, of Rodriguez's action or anybody asked to step on the face of Christ in order to, to, to save the life of others, I am not the one who is responsible for a wicked man killing other people because I refuse to do something which is bad. That is, that is not my moral responsibility my moral responsibility is to do the good thing in any given situation and to do it for good reasons. Now, what might be a good reason for not stepping on the face of Christ and therefore um, not saving the, uh, the, the, the other Japanese villagers? Well, the first thing, stepping on the face of Christ, if you believe in Christ, is clearly a bad thing. And you might say, oh, well, it's just an image. 
but clearly the Japanese who are trying to force the priest to do this, they know that it is not just an image because otherwise the stepping on the face of Christ would not be so significant to them. They know that the priest stepping on the face of Christ starts to witness to the villagers that actually you can sort of flit in and out of your faith, that you can sort of compromise your love for Christ, that you can put other things before love for Christ. So we can see in that way, this is a, a bad action and actually it has bad consequences, but it's the consequences aren't so important. The second thing we can see is what's the intention of somebody who refuses to step on the face of Christ in this situation? Their intention is to manifest their love for Christ. His intention is not to see the villagers die. His intention is to show his love for Christ and also to witness to the others that there is nothing more important than our love for Christ. Um, and so whilst we can understand the incredible psychological pressure um, to step on the face of Christ in this thing, I think ultimately to do so is is bad for the priests concerned and actually also bad for those um, observing the action because it would lead them into error. And so I don't think we ought to be sort of too casual or harsh in our judgment of somebody who capitulates in these circumstances. But part of the, and part of the beauty of especially fiction more than film, because when we read a book, we can really enter into the headspace of somebody. And a film, we just see what's going on on the outside. So we just see what we normally see when we observe people in everyday life. But when we read a when we read a novel, we start to enter into the world of what it might be like to be that person, um, and then we start to know ourselves better by the way we by the way we react, by the way we relate to their experience, and we can also start to train ourselves in what I would want to do in this situation, and we're far more likely to 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 do well in difficult moral situations if we've thought through that situation in advance, if we've brought our reason to that sort of situation when we're not under as much stress so that we know what the good thing to, to, to do is. Um, so I, I think these are really worthwhile, especially reading, um, but also viewing. Definitely. Father Toby, the, the, the title is silence. And in the film, father, the, the main priest, Father Rodriguez, is continuing to ask God, speak to me, God, guide me, God, tell me what to do, God. And to a viewer, you might think, oh, God is just silent in it. Is that, is God just being silent in the film? Is letting Father, the Father Rodriguez make his own choices? What's the significance to you for silence in this story? I think it, it it works on a on a on a number of different different levels. Um, there is sometimes we uh, somebody once said to me sort of advice. Um, the definition of you know advice is um, is when you when you know what the right thing is to do but wish that you didn't. Um, that's when you ask for advice, and sometimes we we sort of know what the the right thing is to do 
but we want a, a voice to come and tell us, no, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Um, and I think at least the way it's set up in the, in, in the film, a part of maybe sort of Rodriguez in, in his prayer, he, he wants God to tell him to do what seems to be the, the easier thing. Um, and perhaps in, in that there is the, the silence of, of Christ, uh, that he, that he, that Christ doesn't speak into that and tell him to, to step on his, to step on his face. He remains, remains silent. But then it also gets into the, the interesting sort of question of like, what? Well, how do we hear Christ's voice in prayer? How do I differentiate between the feelings that I experience in prayer and the, uh, and the, and the, and the voice of Christ? And does Christ speak to me through the feelings that I have in prayer? Um, and this is, this film is about um, Jesuit priests and, and Jesuits speak about discernment of spirits. Uh, they're aware that, that when we pray and actually in, in life, there, there are different spirits seeking to influence us most profoundly and importantly there's the holy spirit um but there are also evil spirits and we know sometimes that bad thoughts come into our head and they seemingly come completely out of nowhere we're not thinking about anything related and maybe a sort of a, a wicked or perverse thought um just crops up in our in our in our head and we would say well, that's 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 not us. I didn't choose to have that thought, but rather it's a it's a a, a demon, like the evil spirit, seeking to seeking to to tempt me. Um, and so we have to, in our prayer and and in our lives, more generally, discern between spirits. And one way that we can easily discern between spirits is that the Holy Spirit would never tell us to do something which is objectively wrong um that god is not a god of contradictions that god doesn't reveal in his scriptures um and in the in the in the teaching of the church the good thing to do and then in our prayer encourage us not to do that so if you're being asked to feel that you're being asked by god to apostatize in your prayer if you feel that you're being asked to deny god um in your prayer then you know that that spirit is not from God. And so that's one easy way um, of discerning the spirits in, in that case. And one, and one way which also makes Catholic morality more straight, more straightforward um, in that it has been revealed to us by God what the good thing to do is. And it has also been revealed to us by God that following him, will involve us taking up the cross that the fact that i'm being invited to enter into suffering um is not the situation from which god is most likely to speak into me and say avoid my cross and avoid and avoid me deny me for a moment but rather it's the moment which christ is more likely to speak into and say when you suffer for me i am i am with you um when you suffer for me you you become like me um and so the the there's the there's the silence in prayer um that i've sort of just spoken of at length but there's also another aspect of silence which is 
um, I think most profoundly shown in that towards the end of the film, we we see uh, Rod- Rodriguez with his sort of Japanese, I forget, concubine or, or, or wife now. Um, and uh, he, in his, in his funeral rites, the, uh, the, the wife puts his old, uh, his old crucifix into his hand given by one of his uh, Japanese Christian friends. And I know that some, some commentators have in, interpreted this as Rodriguez sort of holding on to his faith until the end. But my interpretation of, of this in the way that I saw it was, was in, incredibly sad in that his hand is closed around the cross you don't see the you don't see the cross as he died and that in the end he's become silent about what was his first and great love christ that he's he's covered up christ that he's become as we heard in uh, in sunday's gospel his light has gone under a, a a bushel um and has been and has been extinguished and so i think the silence can relate to to his his silence in the end as well as what he experiences in in prayer. My favourite part of this film is uh, Kichi Kichi Kichiro. Kichiro. I think, listeners, maybe in a way, he just reminds me of myself in some ways of of constantly not being able to hold up to it and 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 messing up and messing up, but. The thing about Kichi Hero and, and that I think, yes, yes, this is this is the beauty that we see when we have these evangelist evangelistic encounters with people. Father Rodriguez has this relationship. So Kichi Jero Kichi Hero is uh, a guy that ended up uh, stepping on Jesus's face. His family gets burned in front of him and he runs away. He's a coward in many, many ways. The village has said, no, we don't want any part of you. No, you can't be a part of this. And Kichi Yaro comes and he, and he begs, begs uh, for confession to be forgiven. And Father Rodriguez, time and time again, is like, okay, let, let's do this. This is good. This is good. Let, well, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do confession. And Kichi, Kichi Yaro, uh, he even turns them in and tells the emperor, hey, uh, you know, probably under duress or under more torture or whatever. And he says, oh, no, that's where they are. That's where they are. And in the final, toward, before the final funeral, Kichiyoro again comes to Father Rodriguez after he's already, he's not a priest anymore even. And Kichiyoro still comes to him asking for forgiveness. Father Toby, like, will, is there something, a lesson learned in it? Can we keep messing up and coming back? And and why did it did it did it touch you especially because i think you saw it as you were becoming a priest uh, did that have a moment for you to realize i don't know for me it's such an, a powerful encounter between priest god jesus and the confessor that that this still needs to happen this still can happen even from this fallen priest that has in front of everybody stepped on jesus face that there still is this love flowing this trust this hope flowing 
with Kichimiro, uh, Father Rodriguez, and Faith. It was it, it, Kichimiro is like a fascinating character, and in, in some sense, I think he he's where, where where many of us are, where we have this sort of fervent desire, and then we and then we then we fall, um, and then we must follow Kichigura's example and, and immediately seek seek God's 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 mercy and in confession and then we're you know when we're full of fervor again this is never going to happen and then it and then it happens again so quickly and the mistake i guess with kichigiro is that he he doesn't start to we don't see any evidence of seeking to change his life in order that he might change he just sort of falls and rises falls and rises falls and falls and rises um but he does show the the as graham Green said in the sentence, the, the appalling strangeness of the mercy of God, that a man who can be responsible for uh, the martyrdom of others could, could nonetheless still receive God's, God's forgiveness if he approaches um, the, 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 the God through the, through the priest with a truly contrite heart. He, he also um, realizes something about the, the, the priesthood in a sense that sort of Rodriguez forgets and that he realizes that um, that uh, Rodriguez is a is a priest forever. He's a priest like a priest forever, a priest like Melchizedek of old. Um, and that even though Rodriguez has has abandoned the the practice of his priesthood, nonetheless the the mark made on him by by God at his ordination, in the same way that the mark made on all of us uh, by God at our baptism, it's an indelible mark. You cannot cease to be baptized, and you cannot cease to be a priest. And so, Kichiguro, in in, a, in approaching uh, Rodriguez, is is reminding him of this enormous power that still exists within him the the power to forgive sin in the in the name of in the name of of God. And as he's pointing out to him something about his priesthood, something about the the dignity that he's cease to to live out but that could still be his and actually in this way it's it, it's completely in conformity with church teaching in that um whilst a, a priest who has been laicized isn't normally supposed to administer the sacraments in an, an extreme situation and where no other priest is available they can hear a hear a person's um confession so it's making a, a, a profound comment about the indelible priestly character given by ordination. It's really, it's really touching. Uh, Father Toby, is there, in the film, it ends, as you explained, uh, with Father Rodriguez being buried, hiding still his faith. In Japan, is, it ha- is the Catholic Church, it, did it fall apart? Did all the priests give up and then just leave him alone? How, do you know the history? Like, how are we doing over in Japan now? Not, not all. Um, that you know, the 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 church is 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 alive in 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 Japan, and there are local priests as as well as uh, foreign priests. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't know that much about the church in in Japan. It's not sort of flourishing in the way, say, that it is in 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 South Korea. Um, where there are enormous amounts of of vocations, but I think that the 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 Japanese basic worldview is 
it's harder to to bring the the gospel into that worldview than it is the the prevailing worldviews in some other foreign cultures and and that's that's one of the points made in the film and it's also one of the one of the points that um endo uh made him made himself um despite being a japanese convert uh christian but i don't i don't know enough about the sort of the japanese worldview to be able to comment on that more i know we're we're, we're running out of time but I, I just want to share these um these words of saint paul uh miki at the at the moment of his uh of his crucifixion and death before we go he says the sentence of judgment says these men came to japan from the philippines and you can see there you know the japanese are trying to say christianity this isn't a japanese thing um this is not jap properly japanese this is something from outside but saint paul miki says but i did not come from any other country I am a true Japanese. The only reason for my being killed is that I've taught the doctrine of Christ. I certainly did teach the doctrine of Christ. I thank God it is for this reason I die. I believe that I am telling only the truth before I die. I know you believe me, and I want to say to you all once again, ask Christ to help you to become happy. I obey Christ. After Christ's example, I forgive my persecutors. I do not hate them. I ask God to have pity on all, and I hope my blood will fall on my fellow men as a fruitful rain. Having arrived at this moment of my existence, I believe that no one of you thinks I want to hide the truth. That is why I declare to you that there is no other way of salvation than the one followed by Christians. Since this way teaches me to forgive my enemies and all who have offended me, I willingly forgive the king and all those who have desired my death, and I pray that they will obtain the desire of Christian baptism. Thank you, Father Toby. Could we finish off uh, with a? We do have just enough time for a prayer. I just pray that 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 same spirit that abided in Saint Paul Miki and and his companions that that spirit of utter fidelity to the to the Lord and fidelity even to his words of forgiveness from the cross that, that same spirit might increase in us that our desire to to share the gospel our desire to suffer for the sake of the gospel and our desire to to forgive following the example of Christ might increase in us this day and each day of our lives we ask this through Christ our Lord amen amen